0: Welcome to Stand Out Get Noticed, the podcast that helps you speak and present with rock star confidence. I'm Christina Canters, your host and founder of The C-Method, communication skills training. For free resources and to subscribe to the show, visit thecmethod.com. Hi there, Rockstar, and welcome back to Stand Out, Get Noticed. Christina with you here for episode 170. I want to say a big thank you for joining me today. If you're new to the show, then welcome. And if you are a regular listener, then welcome back. Clearly, I'm doing something right. So that's good to know. Today we're exploring the idea of intuition and how it can help you to make better decisions. And this is a topic I'm really excited about. It's come up quite recently for me, so it made me go, you know what, I want to share this. Now if you are new to the podcast, uh, you might be thinking, hang on, um, on the box this podcast is meant to be about workplace communication and, and speaking. What's the deal with intuition? Well, it, it is, yes, it is about workplace communication and confidence and speaking. Um, and I also talk about areas where you can improve on your overall development so that you can be more effective as a whole at work. This is how I work with my one-to-one clients and in my training workshops. It's a very holistic approach. So I mirror this approach on the podcast. And you'll soon find out why being intuitive in order to make better decisions is going to help you um, in the long run in terms of your workplace communication and your effectiveness. Now, I was originally going to start this podcast with a story about a book that I've been reading recently. It's called The Magic of Tidying Up. Sorry, The Life Changing Magic of Tidying Up by Marie Kondo. And I'll get to that in sort of at the end of the episode, but something came up for me that really sparked this whole idea of trusting your gut and your intuition. And it happened quite a few years ago um, when I ended a seven-year relationship. Now, I don't know about you, but ending a relationship is really, really hard. And I remember at the time, it was probably about five years, six years ago now. And I'd sort of had this feeling, this gut feeling, that something wasn't quite right, that something wasn't right. But my head was telling me that like it, it just it kept going and I sort of stayed in that relationship for much longer than I should have because my head was telling me, you know, it's the right thing to do. You've already been together for this amount of time. You can make it work. And I remember when we actually had this really hard conversation um, He had come back from a holiday and I had to have the conversation with him straight away. And I said, look, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to. And from that moment, it was, I thought it would, I never thought it would be easy. But what happened that I didn't expect was for him to then say, I'm sorry. I can change. Listen to me. We can make this work. And hearing all these arguments got my mind racing and thinking, oh, maybe he can change. Maybe we can make this work. Maybe this is all a huge mistake. And I started to feel this real conflict between my gut, so my instinct, my intuition, and my head, my rational thought. And I remember in that moment I got so caught up in just the emotion and the thoughts and everything, I just had to leave the room. And I just went outside and I remember pacing up and down and it was literally like my gut's telling me one thing but my head's telling me something else and I couldn't figure it out. I didn't know what to do and I was pacing back and forth, back and forth. And it was one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make and it was one of the most difficult things I've ever gone through in my life. But I remember paying attention to that feeling in my stomach and realizing that deep down that was the right decision to leave the relationship and that my mind was purely trying to justify uh, these things to me. And so I went back and had a final conversation and said, no, I've made my decision. That's the end. No more. And after that, I felt like a huge weight had been lifted off my shoulders and I felt this huge sense of relief that I'd made the right decision and that everything was going to be okay. And after that, I went on, lived an amazing single life and uh, eventually met my now fiancé, Aaron, and I can't be happier. And, you know, none of this would have happened if I hadn't trusted my intuition in that moment and made that decision. I became a much freer person and a much more confident person and it's helped me to become, you know, who I am today. Now that whole experience taught me one of the most important lessons of my adult life and that that is that I could trust myself with these big decisions. I'll say that again. It's so important. I learned that I could trust myself with these big decisions. And I'll tell you what, that is so freeing to know that because it means that you don't have to worry so much about things because you know that when you know it'll, it's the right time or the wrong time, you, you'll know when it's time to make that decision and which decision to make. Now this trust in myself led me to quitting my corporate job in architecture to start my own business because the moment I began to feel that this wasn't right for me, when I knew that I wasn't cut out to be an architect and that I didn't want to work for someone else anymore, I listened to my gut and I took that leap and I quit my job which was, you know, my career was taking off. It was I was in a really promising company. I had lots of opportunities but I left all that behind to take on something that was completely unknown and I left the country and I just took my savings and embarked on this adventure and, you know, here I am today. Trusting my gut also enabled me to, well, it led me to stopping my first podcast after nine months. I changed my entire brand and I started this podcast. And some people may see that as, as a failure, you know, the first podcast didn't make it. But I see it as I, I listened to, to when I could feel that, things weren't right and that it wasn't working out and that it was time to leave and pivot and change it up. And this podcast, as a result, has become ridiculously more successful than that first one, which tells me that it was definitely the right decision. Now, I personally have experienced how powerful it can be if you trust your intuition. And when you can do this and you build that trust and you build your confidence in your decision-making capabilities, you then build confidence in yourself. So how might this apply to the workplace? If you're able to develop the skill of intuition and trusting yourself and your decisions, it will help you, you know, at work to decide what important task you might work on, so being more productive. It will help you decide on, let's say, the creative direction of a project. It'll help you know when to speak up and when not to. I'm sure you felt at some point where you knew you should speak up. You knew it in your gut, but you didn't. Or you, or you instinctively knew you shouldn't say something and you said it. It will help you to know what to say in difficult conversations. Maybe you um, make decisions where you hire people. You know, I met a woman who runs a very successful marketing company and she says that she hires people based purely off her intuition. She barely looks at the resume. She just goes by feel, does she feel they'll be a good fit? Trusting your intuition will help you when writing a presentation. You know, most people struggle with what to include in a presentation. If you can trust your instincts and know, you know, I think we shouldn't have this, we should have this, this is the direction it needs to go, that's, that's going to help you be more effective as a speaker. If you trust your intuition, it'll help you when reading the room, when delivering a speech or presentation. Your, your intuition will tell you that the audience isn't quite getting your message and it'll help you to then switch up or do something different to then um, change the approach and make you more effective. It'll help you decide whether or not to go for an opportunity. And even, like I mentioned earlier, those big decisions, trusting your intuition, will help you to choose whether to stay in a job or move or maybe even stay in the career. It'll help you decide to decide if something is what you, if what you've chosen now is what you really want in life. So as you can see, honing the skill of intuition can have a huge impact on everything from very small decisions to big life-changing decisions. And not only will it make decision-making easier and faster, you will make better decisions too. I'm sure we've all made decisions that we've somewhat regretted or been like, damn it, why did I make that choice? Even something as simple as, man, I chose that the salad for lunch when I really wanted the, the spaghetti. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. So as a result of, of, of this, if you can build up this skill, you will have more confidence in yourself and you will doubt yourself less. Wouldn't that be nice? You will spend less time overanalyzing and worrying. You'll have more clarity in your life and ultimately you'll be happy and you'll be at peace with your choices. So if this sounds good to you, then keep listening, my friend, because we're going to talk about some ways that you can start to cultivate more of this in your life. So that was probably a little bit, bit too, a bit long of an intro, longer than normal, but I think it's important. Um, show notes for this episode will be at thecmethod.com/intuition. Now, before I go on, I do want to give a quick plug for a podcast or well, the podcasting course that Aaron and I are running um, in August. So, if you've always thought about maybe starting a podcast for yourself, but you don't know how to get started, and you want to be able to broadcast your message to the world. Um, then do come along to our podcast training course. It's happening in Melbourne in Richmond on August 1st, 8th, and 15th, early in the morning, so you'll still have time to get to work afterwards. Uh, for more information and to register, go to thecmethod.com slash events. So all the events that I run, so if you're listening to this sometime in the future, you can still go back to that page and there'll be an update there of the events that um, that we'll be running. The C Method, don't forget the the, thecmethod.com slash events. Awesome. Okay, let's get back to the main topic. Now, firstly, what do I mean by intuition? I looked it up in the dictionary, well, the online one, Auntie Google, and and it said, the intuition is the ability to understand something instinctively without the need for conscious reasoning. Yeah, Another example, another definition is the ability to acquire knowledge without proof, evidence or conscious reasoning or without understanding how the knowledge was acquired. Some call it a gut feeling. I know I've called it gut feeling before. Some people call it a hunch. Have you ever thought to yourself, you know, this just doesn't feel right? I use that sort of language, oh, I don't know, it just doesn't feel right. Or in the movies they say, I got a fishy feeling about this one yeah, that's your intuition talking. Some people can naturally hone into their intuition more than others, but it is a skill you can learn, okay? You're not necessarily intuitionless and will be for the rest of your life. Um, the author, Craig Wilson, he wrote a book called Intuition and in an, I read an interview that he did and, and he said that intuition is a culmin, culmination of experiences, instinct and the senses. It includes height and touch, sight, smell, taste, hearing and feeling. So it's everything that our, you know, our brains will rationalize stuff, but intuition is, is all the other senses. He goes on to say, when you shake someone's hand, when you meet them for the first time, you may instinctively sense whether you can trust this person or not. For many people, this is a profound feeling. It's an all-knowing feeling in your heart and gut that something is wrong. And you may not have a logical uh, reasoning for that way, but in that moment, you know that you have to trust that feeling. Now, I'm sure that we've all had this feeling before, and I'm sure there's been times where we've acted upon that and been very grateful for having acted upon that. But I'm sure there's we've all had times where we've had that feeling and we've gone against it. Um, you know, we've listened to our rational brain. So, in this, so at the end of this episode, I hope that you know I can share some ideas that you can take away to help you to listen more to your intuition to then help you make better decisions. So, how do we do it? Now, I'm not going to share with you a step-by-step progression because I don't believe that there is one single way that works for everyone, but I will share some methods that I have found through research and through my own application too. So the first thing you can do is to give yourself space. In other words, give your mind some space to think. Every day we are so often bombarded by messages, you know, text messages, email, social media, you know, tweets, Facebook notifications. And then we're at work, we're at meetings, and we're constantly having people trying to vie for our attention. And oftentimes, our own thoughts and our own, you know, that gut feel that can be quite, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you know, quite discreet, I suppose, like not really obvious. I know there's a better word that I'm not thinking of right now. It's late at night. <laughs> anyway, so it, all this noise can actually take our minds away from, um, from from that little feeling in our gut that we really should be tuning into. So if you can find a way to give yourself some space, to actually hear your mind think and to to tap into your body and what it's doing, then that's going to help you to tap into that intuition. So you might want to start a meditation practice or mindfulness practice. Maybe go for a mindful walk. That I'm a big fan of mindful walking. This could just be at lunchtime. Don't take your phone. Don't take anything to read or whatever. Just go for a walk and be aware of the surrounds, your own body, the steps that you're taking, and so on. Um, you might want to journal your thoughts. I remember when – so recently when I was in Europe, I would occasionally journal – and I got to the end of the trip and all I could journal about was how badly I wanted to go home and how I felt like I was so out of my routine and it was really um, upsetting me and I felt so out of whack. And I wrote—I remember writing, well, thinking to myself, man, I sound really ungrateful, but that's just what was inside of me at that moment. So sometimes just free writing and letting whatever is inside of you to come out um, helps. So that's one thing, to give yourself some space. The second thing that could be useful is to use the hell yeah rule. Now I first learnt this from Derek Sivers, who is an amazing author and, and thought leader and speaker. And he has these, he he explains these really simple concepts really beautifully. And I'll link to the video that he does around this um, in the show notes. One concept that he talks about or an idea is he says, it's either hell yeah or no. So for example, if someone presents you with an opportunity, would you like to take on this project? Would you like to come to this party? Uh, would you like to go on a date with me? Right. Derek, according to Siver, Derek Sivers, if your response is hell yeah, then it's a yes. If your response is, ah oh, mm, okay then it's a no. So it's like using that, you know, if your gut instinct is is to be like, hell yes, that sounds amazing. And you're absolutely 110% yes, then it's a yes. Anything less than that is a no. So if it's an 80% yes, then it's a no. If it's a 50% yes, then it's a no. Now this may not necessarily work for all decisions, but it If you want to learn to trust your intuition more, this is a really great way to, um, start to, start to foster that. And it's the same with relationships. Like, for example, if you're, if you're dating someone or if you're, you know, if you're with someone, it's like you ask yourself, how do I feel about being with this person? If it's a, do I want to be with this person? Hell yeah. Then of course it's a yeah. If you're like, yeah, they're great. Then it's likely it's a no, and it's probably not right. And in a similar way, they should feel the same way about you. They should be hell yeah, I want to be with you, as opposed to yeah, I want to be with you. So that's the that's that's the hell yes rule. And I've I've used this when um, going for opportunities because I often get asked, can you speak at this event? Can you um, where can you run a workshop for for these people? Can you coach? You know, can you coach me? You know, this person. And oftentimes there'll be great opportunities and other times they'll be good, but it's not a hell yes for me. Um, so that's, that's one way, yeah. It's not the only way. It doesn't work for everything, but that's something you can try. And the, the third and last thing I'm going to share with you, um, this is a whole other story in itself, is to start with the small decisions. Now on the on the plane on the way to Europe, um, I read a book that I've been meaning to read for a while, and it's called The Life Changing Magic of Tidying Up, and it's by Japanese tidying expert Marie Kondo. Yes, she's a tidying expert and consultant, and I read it in a single sitting, and then I just reread it again because I just loved it. Now the premise of the book is that if you put your space in order by discarding items that do not spark joy—that's a term, that's her term—if items that don't spark um, spark joy, you get rid of them. And if you surround yourself only with things that you love and that spark joy, then it, that will help you to put your life in order and you'll be at peace and happy. Now, much of her advice has sparked a lot of controversy, but she's she's also sparked a global movement. Um, the book has had over 4 million copies sold and it's been published in 30 countries. It's ridiculous. Um now, one of the lessons in the book resonated me really strongly. And don't worry, I have a point. It relates to, to intuition. Now, as soon as I came back home, I was so excited to get started. I began to tidy my clothes. Now, um, Marie Kondo's method of tidying is to take each item in your hand. So one by one, look at it and ask yourself, does this spark joy? And if it does, like if you say hell yeah, sparks joy, you keep it, and if it doesn't spark joy, if you're like, mm, then you thank it, you thank it for its service, and you discard it, so you donate it or whatever. Now some items are um, are easy to do this. It's, it's, some items it's easy to make that decision, and others are not so easy. And this is where you can come unstuck. She writes. Human judgement can be divided into two broad types, intuitive and rational. When it comes to selecting what to discard, it is actually our rational judgement that causes trouble. Although intuitively, we know that an object has no attraction for us, our reason raises all kinds of arguments for not discarding it, such as, I might need it later, or it's a waste to get rid of it. These thoughts spin round and round in our mind, making it impossible to let go. Now, I love this. And she she goes on to say that we'll talk about how the process of going through her going through your clothes one by one and listening to your intuition about whether you should keep it or discard it gives you practice over and over and over again of relying on your intuition to make that decision. Does that make sense? And so from there she talks about. Once you can learn to trust yourself with these small decisions around discarding an item of clothing, it'll actually give you the confidence to then trust your intuition when making uh, larger decisions, right? Decisions that have more uh, or greater consequences attached to them, yeah? So I I actually went through this process and I found myself rationalizing why I should keep something when deep down, I knew that that item of clothing wasn't right for me. So I started to ask myself another question, which was, would I feel sad if I never got to wear this item again? You know, and thinking about the end result, if I made this decision, how would I feel about that? And that's also something that's, that's helped me with making these big decisions around and trusting my intuition. You know, like with my, with my long-term relationship that I ended, I pictured myself without, well, being out of that relationship and I, Thought about okay, how would I feel if I was out of that relationship? And I actually had a, had this feeling of happiness, and that's something that you can't ignore, and it's very dangerous if you do ignore feelings like that, especially when it comes to the big decisions in your life. So, so yeah, so Kondo writes that um, you know, as we repeat this process over and over again, we then build that confidence in our in ourselves. So you know just so starting small like i said at the start of this point starting small and using you know sorting through your clothes or sorting through items that you own is an excellent place to start practicing those into intuition intuitive um intuition honing skills Now, I highly recommend the book. It is a really interesting read. She has some really quirky advice in there. Um, I'll put a link to the book in the show notes, um, but you can check it out. It is called The Life Changing Magic of Tidying Up. So, thank you very much for listening. Um, I hope that this conversation has inspired you to further hone your intuition skill. I know I still have some way to go, and there's probably a few um, items of clothing in my wardrobe that need discarding that I still haven't quite let go of, but I know that if I can do it and if I can get there, I know that you can do it too, Rockstar. Um, I will put a couple of extra resources about intuition in the show notes, so if you are interested to learn more, go check that out. It is at thecmethod.com intuition. Awesome. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode and you're not yet subscribed to the show, naughty, naughty, then do subscribe and you'll be able to stay updated with all new episodes. They come out once a week on a Wednesday morning in Australia, which is Tuesday nights in North America. That's all from me this week. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Keep on being awesome and I'll talk to you next week. My name's Christina Cantors, and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. Thank you for listening to Stand Out, Get Noticed. To learn more and inquire about The C Method coaching, keynote, and corporate training programs, visit thecmethod.com.